Welcome to this week's episode. A uh, quick disclaimer before we start. There's an audio quality problem that we encountered this particular episode. We fixed the issue for the future, but for this one it was too late. So you can either bear with it, enjoy the content, and try to ignore the noise, or go ahead and turn it off and wait till next time. the impossible things podcast here are three average guys discussing the impossible jesse human jimmy donahue and your host kyle cole welcome back to the impossible things podcast i am kyle and this is jesse yes i'm here too we are back for uh, episode nine we are back this is the end of our third month in this format this is great what do you what do you feel about it jesse i'm digging it yeah i think this is some of the best content we've produced yeah, I, it's I at think, least in the top three, you know. Oh, I, it's got to be. I mean, like as we strayed a little bit more away from the movie technical sci-fi thing and more right. into the, I don't know, uh, philosophical, yes. psychological, psych- psychological, the realms psych- of the mind, and, psychological, and social interactions. Yeah, I think this has been a good set of topics. I, I think we can keep it going for at least at least the rest of this year. Yeah, for sure. But now we're moving back into some of the more technological science fiction type of. Agreed. Uh, That's fun. You have, you have any updates on anything? Uh, by the time people hear this, this will be old news. But just today, this morning, uh, there was a press conference held that some scientists discovered uh, Einstein's, uh, what he had hypothesized existed, oh. but no one had ever detected before, which is gravitational waves. Interesting. And I'm not sure I fully understand it yet, but uh, I'll do some reading later on when I have some more minutes to string together. Yeah. And... Uh, there we'll, was something we'll about it. black holes and Whoa. firing lasers and uh, oh goodness, maybe somebody, listening to the universe. Maybe somebody out there can tell us what it means. Yeah, we'll, that'd be, we'll, that would be really great. We'll post it and see if a, anybody bites. Yeah, found a newspaper article from BBC that we'll, we'll post. Those British, man, always always reporting on the good news. Well, the New York Times had it too, but Meh. I didn't, uh, I didn't went click to a on their reliable source. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Like like you were like you were hinting at, we're moving back into like a technical sort of topic today. Yeah. What are we talking about? Uh, super soldiers. Soup or soldiers? That's not very technical. Well, I know. It just it's a pretty easy answer. I'll take the soup, like you said. I did. Say that. I did say that last week. Oh, <laughs> uh, so, what about super soldiers? Super. Oh, like as in super extra. Oh. Bigger, greater, stronger. Yeah. Now, yeah, super. Now there's a topic. Yeah, we should talk about that. That's better. Let's forego the uh, <laughs> chicken noodle versus tom- tomato conversation. We'll stick with super soldiers. Okay. The actual I, I super. That's good. So uh, what do we mean by this? all that other research, though. Well, yeah, yeah. We'll have, to, we'll have to dump out of that. <laughs> Campbell's will be very upset. <laughs> so what do, you, uh, what, what do we mean when we're talking super soldiers? That's a real good question. Uh, my mind first goes to Captain America, I think. Okay. What about you? Um, I still, I still lean into kind of a topic we've covered before about like battle armor, exoskeleton, something uh, added yeah. to a, an existing human that's a lot less risky mm-hmm. to test with. Mm-hmm. But I, I certainly had thought about, you know, the Hulk and Captain America, some injection that would improve right. natural functions of the body to the, the best of the best of their capabilities. Yeah. There's, I guess there's a technological element to it also. Uh, sure, it's not just biological. I would think it's it's other things as well. But yeah. 
I mean, like, look, most of the superheroes fall into those those two categories. It's some technical advancement mm-hmm. or some scientific experiment that has gone, quote unquote, gone wrong or has gone totally right. I mean, Spider-Man's the same thing. Yeah. It's an accident that totally happened, nice. but improved the capabilities of a human. Yeah. So it sounds like we're talking about a little bit of both of those things. It could be. Yeah. It depends on the angle you take, I suppose. But lots of angles to this, for sure. Yeah. I mean, and this uh, this stretches far past like humans being modified. This could oh, be. Yeah. I mean, we could we could revert back to using horses or elephants or. We'll probably be the last species to be modified uh, in any way. I would think by the. Well, yeah. modified by a an right. injection or something. I'm sure. Right. But right. Right. Perhaps. Yeah. yeah that's what I, think. That's what I, think. I mean, perhaps the bo- the body armor thing is a little bit more on the the forefront of people's uh, testing. I would think. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Definitely. So I mean, that's what we're talking about essentially, though. Gene modifications, exoskeletons, battle armor, battle armor for animals as well as humans, etc. Yeah, right. I mean, we kind of touched on like where we, what we think of when we think of these kinds of things. Captain America is like a really obvious one. Mm-hmm. He certainly was a a military contractor test, right? Uh, a test gone right. In Did fact, he, he volunteered, right? Yeah, he he volunteered. He was selected. He volunteered for the army. The story goes, at least the way the movie story goes, uh-huh. I'm a little bit more well-versed in that, is that uh, he constantly wanted to be in the military, but he's this small, scrawny guy. So he yeah. kept getting rejected, but he kept trying to enlist under different names in different places just to try to fool them. Never was making it through, and finally they give him a chance to make it through kind of as a test to see if he could handle or if he would be worthy of this this medical test. Mm. Uh, and once they find out that he's he's got a pure heart about it, he really does care for people. He's not just a, a I don't know, killing machine. Or yeah, not like not. He's got he's got good interests. Sociopath. Yeah, good interests at heart. Wants to serve his country. Then they decide that they're going to test on him because yeah. if it's successful, it'll be uh, in the right hands essentially. So that's the key, right? So once you create a, a genetically modified right. super soldier, what if he's a total jerk? Yeah, seriously. And no one could stop him. Yeah, like if you, I mean, if you advance somebody further than anybody else's natural ability, you may lose control. Well, you do lose control, but you you may have put your trust in the wrong type of person. Yeah. So it's, it's certainly on the negative, the ethical consideration. True, and I would think anybody working on this would have to be pretty careful at each step, you know. That's a good thing that defense contractors have always been very careful <laughs> yeah. in, in their careful history. with their bottom line. Right, no kidding. So, I mean, like like we said, Captain America is a really good overall example because it was a military test and it was used in war, uh, at least as to the story goes. Uh, so that's, that's essentially, that's a good all-around example, I guess. Uh, so what good, what good would it do for somebody, a country, a dictator, a military defense contractor, what good would it do to make a genetically modified soldier or a super soldier? But if you were the first one, I mean, you'd have a serious tactical advantage over your enemies. And your competition yeah. as well. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. If you were trying to sell it to the government, tell, sell the technology. Right. Uh, well, I mean, like, it's, so you're thinking, like, that there are defense contractors working on this right now. I highly suspect it. Yeah. Did you like, find anything? You, you think DARPA's working on it? <laughs> Without a doubt. DARPA is working on it. Who <laughs> oh. knew? Oh, I'm so surprised. They uh, they aren't really working as much towards the genetic, the genetic mutation, intentional genetic mutation. Let's so call they it say. that. 
I mean, they, they, they're definitely investigating that, but obviously they know the sensitivity of testing on a human mm. or even an animal at this stage yeah, in right. history is probably not going to work out. But That's why they're not telling anybody about what they're doing. Yeah, see, and that makes a whole lot more sense would be <laughs> if they were hiding it, but uh, yeah. that, like, essentially what they're trying to genetically modify is, is a faster-running human, a soldier that doesn't need uh, food or sleep, um, do you want a soldier that can regrow lost limbs? Those are all things that DARPA is investigating. It, it, this article in particular, which I'll post, it's an InfoWars yeah. article, but they're they're <clears throat> allegedly I I working on it. Um, I, I mean, like even down to like communicating telepathically between yeah. soldiers. That's that's definitely something that's high on the list. That's pretty crazy. I it, if like they could achieve that. Wow, could be interesting. That's for sure. Maybe there's a technological way to to, to communicate. You know, over great distances. Yes, Wonder. without without saying anything. <laughs> without saying anything, that's that. that I think the key is to make literally no peep. You know, nice. so as not to tip off your enemies or or for it to get misinterpreted. Uh-huh. Uh There's, I mean, there's certainly there's enough science fiction quite an about such things. There. Yeah. But uh, DARPA's uh, working on this, you say? At this article alleges that they are. Um, the, the quote that's here is tomorrow's soldiers could be run, could be able to run at Olympic speeds and will be able to go for days without food or sleep if new research into gene manipulation is successful. According to the U.S. Army's plans for the future, their soldiers will be able to carry huge weights, live off of their fat stores for extended periods, and even regrow limbs blown away by bombs. The plans were revealed by novelist Simon Conway, who was granted behind-the-scenes access to the Pentagon's high-tech defense advanced research project agency, or DARPA. Yeah. Are they kind of secretive? They're pretty Dar- secretive. DARPA? Yeah. Or so DARPA has DARPA actually has a really interesting history. Actually, everybody has had at least one interaction with DARPA. Everybody? Every day. Hmm. I'll bet you're wondering where I'm going <laughs> with this. I have no idea. The internet is a, fu- is a function of DARPA. The very first form of the internet was called DARPAnet. Oh, in, yeah. I have you know, heard that phrase. It was intended for uh, universities and the government to, to share and communicate research across the country without yeah. having to carry or fax it cool. as a means of secure transmission. So it, it, it definitely, I mean, it didn't create the internet. It didn't, like, I mean, it's not the sole responsibility, but the technology as far as using existing communication infrastructure like phone lines, that was very much developed by DARPA. So I, I would say, being that the internet connection you and I are on right now is on my phone line, a digital subscriber line, yeah. DSL, that is... Highly, it, 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 I, I would say we we can attribute that technology to DARPA. That's useful. Yeah, that weird tidbit of information. I'm glad my degree is coming into <laughs> use in some way. Uh, but the, the that's uh, that the, they've done very altruistic things in their past. I just don't think that that's where we are in human history now. Is they are concerned with? I mean, what was the acronym again? De- Defense Advanced Research Projects. Like that's what their goal is. Is about. I, it's their defense agency for the government, and so yeah. they're finding better technological ways that people aren't, other countries aren't doing, our enemies, even our allies, mm-hmm. uh, aren't doing in order to keep the edge, keep America's edge sharp, and that's obviously very, very highly competitive nowadays. I'm sure other countries are looking into this too. Oh yeah, did you find anything that indicates that? Uh, one one thing I read or watched, I can remember where. I, where this came from that said you know this would probably be a new arms race you know similar to the uh, oh, nuclear yeah. proliferation it's funny race. i was just about to say that this you know like keeping america's competitive edge is challenging because i mean consider how hard it was to create nuclear weapons 
you know, even when, when we were first born in the 80s yeah, that's right. versus now, any country can do it. Basically. And it's small and portable. So, I, I mean, like, that, the competitive edge is very, very crowded. Yeah. <laughs> so that makes perfect sense that... So what are the, some of the technologies that DARPA is looking into? You said they're not doing as much with the gene. So it, it sounds like the gene thing is more conceptualized than actual practice and testing. But they do have this thing that they're calling ST, Super Trooper. It's a Super Trooper battle dress. Hmm. Um, the the quote by let me get the guy's first name to properly attribute this. Um, hang on, Paul F. Gorman. He's a retired four-star general. That's who's being interviewed in this other particular article, which I will also post. Yeah. But he he's saying, um, I mean, like the, the it, this is essentially some battle armor. Think like Iron Man. That's that's what this really reads like to me. It's an exoskeleton. Um, that offer protection against chemical, biological, electromagnetic, and ballistic threat, including f- direct fire from a 50 caliber bullet, which, if you're not familiar with, is wow. very penetrative. Penetrative? Sure. Um, Bad and news. so, yeah, it, it, ouch is what it is. There's not really bo- battle armor, human donned battle armor that will prevent that from, from being pierced. But apparently, this is, this is where they're going. But the idea is that there's, there's extra, there are enhancements in this suit that help help the natural functions of the human body like being able to see at night they're they're talking about it, it looks like uh university of pennsylvania has created a night vision contact lens uh they've created as of right now it looks like it's just they're 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 testing this thing called the titan arm um that augments the strength of a person to be able to lift heavier it looks like the so far they're testing it on amputees um because it, it is like kind of a natural fit i guess yeah but the uh, uh, anyway, that like this, th- these exoskeletons are intended to improve that type of functionality, though, like lift heavier objects, being able to see at night, right? Um, and they would be attuned for the particular soldier that gets in them, and then they would encode this information on like a dog tag. That's what Gorman is suggesting here. So his quote is that when a soldier donned his ST Super Troop battle dress, Gorman wrote. He would insert one dog tag into a slot under the chest armor, thereby loading his personal program into the battlesuit's computer. This would give the 21st century soldier an extraordinary ability to hear, see, move, shoot, and communicate. Because one of the other scientific advancements I saw was a um, essentially that telepathic transmission we were talking about. They, this DARPA calls it a thought helmet, uh, and they, they assert that it will turn pre-speech thoughts into quantifiable bits of information and beam them to other helmets. Wow. So they, like, they're calling it silent talk is the like, protocol. The helmet is a thought helmet, but they call it silent talk. That's crazy. It's just crazy to me that these are even things that like, they, like these are things that are physically being tested. They yeah. may not work at all, but like the concept enough to prototype has been done. That, uh, that's kind of, to me, is very interesting. That's amazing. I'd be really curious to know how that works. Or right, if it's working, or what's the you know? I'm the sure theories. that they're eager to share that with the yeah. public. Um, but I mean, like it, it sounds like it's really on the cusp of being somewhat of a reality, even if it's not. For all we know, it can be reality right now. But uh, one of the articles I saw kind of said that they would be like ready to be fully functional. I, I think they mean as a test, but they don't say that. But fully functional by 2018. That's uh, like really soon. A mere two years from now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I mean, that's that's really that's where the the DARPA technological exoskeleton. I mean, like I said, they've talked about like serums and stuff, uh, injections, and some genetic modifications. But that that doesn't seem to be where they're putting their practical testing. Oh yeah, right. seems like they're you know their prototyping and their testing is more related to 
to the mechanical, technical, yeah, you know, human augmentation, supplementation, right? Making the current human better without injections. Sure. So, I mean, do you have anything from from that side of things though? DARPA didn't really have much, and that's really where I focused. Yeah, I, I think that's it's not as far off as you might think. Oh, there's a panic inciting. So from the gene editing side, there's a technology called CRISPR that's kind of new. Huh. You know about CRISPR? No. It's that little drawer at the bottom of the fridge. That's not what you mean by this. No E. CRISPR, no E. Oh. Yeah. Like it's C-R-I-S-P-R? Uh, that's what it is. That's what your notes say. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What, what does that stand for? Uh, I'll tell you. It stands for clustered, regularly interspersed. Wait. Interspaced. I was going to say interspersed because that's a real word. Yeah. So it's clustered, regularly interspaced, short palindromic repeats. And what, pray tell, does that mean? Well, it's uh, DNA sequences. Uh, back in the 80s, some scientists noticed that there was DNA sequences that were being repeated backwards and forwards. Like and a palindrome? Hence the palindromic. <laughs> I was wondering repeats. what they meant by that. Yeah. And in between these repeated sections, they found uh, bits of virus information, virus DNA. Interesting. In the, this was all discovered in, within the DNA of a bacteria. You know bacteria can get viruses? That's interesting. Yeah. Well, because there's good bacteria, right? Yeah. So is this like... This, this is how good bacteria. This is how bacteria, oh, this was good bacteria becomes bad? This was like yogurt, the good bacteria that's in yogurt and milk. Oh, okay. Or something like that. Or cheese or something. Or maybe that comes into it later. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. Don't ask me these things. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> but anyway somebody, these, yeah. Yeah, yeah, somebody discovered it in strep bacteria. Okay. Strep, Strepilope. Pockets or whatever it's called. Yeah, but that the, th- yeah. the throat pain. Well, there's a uh, one specific strain of it is the throat infection. That you get oh goodness, throat. there's more than just that. Oh, there's tons. Oh, I had no idea. Uh, they all have these long Latin names. But anyway, so within that was where it was discovered the palindromic sequences or palindromic uh, repeats. Okay. So then within the I saw a diagram of it. Maybe maybe I saved it. Maybe I didn't. But it's a little mm-hmm. diamond. So the the palindromic repeat is represented as a diamond. Okay. Along the DNA strand. And it's just a graphic, so it doesn't really, that's not really how it looks. And then within, but in between all the diamonds were like little squares and circles, and those were supposed to represent the viruses. Okay. So you can get a visual kind of image of it. So then, so that's, those are the CRISPR, the CRISPR uh, sequences. Okay. The little diamonds, if you can imagine what I'm talking about. Sure. And then uh, from that are created RNA sequences. Okay. And RNA is the, it's like a protein that does things. DNA is just like the gene sequence yeah. that has all the information stored. And RNA is what actually goes out and like makes things happen. Okay. So there's these little, uh, they're called Cas. Cas9s? They're called Cas. Well, Cas9 is the one that they're using to, uh, to splice the genes. Okay. But there's a lot of different Cas okay. uh, enzymes. So it's this enzyme made out of proteins, and it, uh, it'll, it'll take the information from in between so the virus information sure it kind of reads the code says okay the, the palindromic repeats i can ignore but the, what's in between them is what i need to go and find so it, the cas enzyme takes that information goes around to the the cells the other parts of the cell and it uh, finds bits of virus and it cuts them up and it knows exactly where to cut because of the the palindrome yes Interesting. So that is how uh, scientists have figured out how to manipulate the Cas9. Okay. And that's how they're able to splice out genes. And it's super duper accurate because they can. So what they do is they just synthesize the CRISPR. Yeah. The CRISPR sequence. And then they, whatever they want to omit 
from the gene sequence they just put in the middle of their CRISPR sequence and then they activate it or they uh, however they do it they they apply that to RNA yeah I, I found some I found quite a few like diagrams that show things show like graphics that basically illustrate what you're talking right. about so it's called guide RNA so they they inject the sequence into the guide RNA then they inject that into the cell okay. and then it'll go and uh, find a Cas9 and then the Cas9 will go and cut out any of the sequences that they're looking for. Interesting. So what's interesting about that is you don't actually have to insert anything to a gene sequence in a human to make the human like run faster or have more endurance. Okay. We already have that, those abilities in our DNA and there's just something So you just have to like suppressing them. You just have to unsuppress these things. So there's there's suppressing genes within our DNA sequence that are limiting our potential basically. So you're saying we're all super soldiers. Could be. So that's interesting. It would it's so in theory like that is really really possible, right? I don't yeah. know about the tele, telepathic communication, but Well, yeah, maybe. because that's not a natural thing. Who knows? Well, maybe I, I guess maybe everybody's got that block. Maybe they do. Maybe, maybe we, we just call it something like intuition. Oh. Mm. Intuition better than intuition. So this is a uh, to me, I mean, this is really So I read I read one quote this guy commented on the article and he said he works he, he said he's a microbiologist and he said he works at some university and he said everybody in my building and I think across the whole campus is using and obviously he's just referring to biologists. Yeah. Because everybody's using CRISPR for something or other. It has very widespread implications and being able to edit gene sequences is I mean, think of the food industry. Oh, but people love genetically modified food. <laughs> yeah, and no, they're going to they love it even more. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they will. No, it's even easier. Well, it's easier, but I mean, I don't think people are going to like it. But there, there's certainly going to be a subset of people who think that the ethics of this are just do not out. The, the ethical implications mm-hmm. outweigh the good that this could do. Right. I mean, yeah, of course. We so, already had gene modification. So some of these conversations have already been had. Like you've heard sure. of designer babies. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I mean, and that's this, like this a thing. This just makes it easier. That's just a thing to now. Do. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like a lot of this is just stuff that ex- is going to exist regardless if right. people think it's ethical or not. Yeah. I mean, that's, Very that's well can be. certainly a different discussion altogether. But it just the, the fact that it's possible is, I, I guess this isn't a question of impossibility. It's a question yeah. of when. So in the lab, I mean, they've already they've already created mice that have four times the muscle mass of a normal mouse. That's crazy. And a mouse that can run six times longer than a normal mouse. And it's just insane. That's they have a picture of this cow oh, so there's a really great video. Ooh, a video. Uh, on YouTube. It's called uh this guy called Science Friction. Huh. He's got a series of Yeah, the next Captain America is you, Science Friction. Wow. And he's got I mean this guy has done his research. His his uh, video is very detailed. He's got a lot of dates and oh. signs in it and uh, pictures. He's got a picture of this cow. Yeah, <laughs> has forty percent more muscle than a normal cow, and there's just like muscles all over. It, that sounds terrifying. It looks sort of disgusting, but then I'll, uh, I'll bet you it's delicious to the, to the food industry. <laughs> oh yeah, forty percent more meat in one cow. Yeah, that's I could see that being appealing. Who doesn't want that? No, I mean especially like uh, farmers and stuff. But like I think people who don't want that are people who don't want unnatural. Yeah, I mean we don't know the consequences. Of, we don't of know that. if there's consequences. There True. might not be. Maybe there's not. If it's something that's naturally recurring, we're just unblocking it. Then is it genetically modified, or, or is, is it there? Just is there an evolutionary reason that it was blocked? Yeah, it could be oh, that too. No I idea. mean, we have no idea why it's blocked. No, absolutely. And that's that's kind of I don't know. That's kind of where I'm driving is driving toward towards is like right. That, I mean, I mean is 
it wrong to do it? I, I don't even think it necessarily might. It might not be wrong to do it. When you think of that it's already in your sequence and you're just going to chop right, out just, the, the suppression. Yeah, you're just going to unblock it. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. I mean, like, to me, it's just an efficiency thing. I mean. Right. And they say, they theorize that's why these things are blocked because if you have a lot more muscle mass, Mm-hmm. then like, you're going to need a lot more resources. And that what hasn't always been advantageous right. to be like the biggest consumer of resources in your village or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, smaller was better. You know, yeah. You know, oh, the optimal size, I guess. You don't want to be too small. R- right. But like, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. Like something too big with too much muscle mass is mm-hmm. going to consume more. Re- I mean, that cow is going to have to consume twice the amount of food to keep the muscle cells healthy. Yeah, exactly. And the heart cells and like all the other cells in the body yeah. like need that nutrition. It's going to take a lot of, of uh, research yeah. to figure out like which which genes are which. What do they do? I mean, right? Which ones genome, to? But there's a lot of research still to do into that project. And do you think that uh, when? Oh, yeah, like was there were there any dates listed? No, they just said it's a long time away from editing a human genome. But okay, but like have they? But they, you said they've done it in mice and in cows. And yeah, it sounds like they're. Have they tried? Have they? Yeah, I mean, have they tried to like reverse cancer cells or anything with this? I haven't heard, but that yeah, medical medical research is going to be a, a big, huge component of this. Interesting. But we've already, I mean, the medical, medical field has already used gene modification to treat some diseases, oh, mostly yeah. uh, immune deficiencies. Well, and it's it's certainly become more acceptable to do that nowadays yeah. than it was when it was first introduced. Yeah, gene therapy is really becoming a thing, and that's probably the, the future. Well, and I mean, then who's to say that this won't be more widely acceptable yeah. in 30, 40, 50 years? Maybe even less than that, just because I think the generational gap to acceptance of strange technology that affects your innards, uh-huh. I think, has become, like, that gap is much smaller. Seems to be. I mean, that's I, I, w- I would attribute the, the rapid increase of technology and inefficiencies in technology to that, is mm-hmm. that more, more of the human population has access to the technology to develop and also has right. more desire to. Yeah. Because yeah. the familiarity and the lack, of, like, the lack of fear about technology is, you know, is helpful in yeah, encouraging that kind of thing. I think we've just been become so uh, used to change. Yeah, changing technology and breaching the weird, you know, technological ethical barriers. You know what I think is one of the biggest drivers of change is art. Yeah, uh, I mean, we think of art as movies now and, and novels. Yeah, and to and you can point to something like uh, Star Trek. And oh man, that has. I mean, they the guy thought of like tons of things, and not, not always because he was trying to think of something cool, but sometimes out of a uh, budgetary necessities when it came to filming. Right. Like I, I mean, but like even still, the all the all the computer surfaces in Star Trek, the like touch screen, mm-hmm. you know, changing screen, that it's that's the same technology that exists in an iPad. Yeah, you just need an idea for it, and then yeah, uh, you need smart people to smart people don't necessarily get the ideas. No, it's, no not it's necessarily. artists. Artists are free thinkers and creative types, and they you know idea people and actualization people. And well, that's I mean that's I'm essentially the obvious. That's how I, that's essentially how I would describe would have would slash still describe Steve Jobs is that he wasn't an idiot when it came to technology but he was far more he had far more skill in inspiring people who were experts at different technologies and combining that that's idea really true, yeah. into a phone or a computer yeah. and demanding more efficiency and better design. Yeah. Uh, I think that's where his strong suits were. I, I mean, including his business acumen, that definitely was something else that he was really good at. And his but sociopathic it, tendencies. Eh, I think that's that's inherent from being a good business, a quote-unquote well, good businessman. As we discussed on the last episode. Yes, exactly. Uh, but the, So art has another role to play mm-hmm. in this, and I think it's uh, what kind of what we're talking about with advancement of technology. 
technology. It just it makes you more you can envision it. Yeah. I mean, we've seen Iron Man. We can envision kind of a super soldier in that vein. Right. So when we go to talk about super soldiers, we just you know we did it at the beginning of the episode. What's a super soldier? Oh, maybe kind of like Captain America or Iron Man or. Right, and then we started thinking about ways to do that. Obviously, DARPA's done the same thing. and I mean, like almost all of these articles, I found at least, relate it to Captain America. Captain America, as a comic, is a very, very old, old, old concept. Right. I mean, like, who's to say Stan Lee didn't influence most of the exoskeleton discussion or any of those things? I mean, he really... Yeah, definitely. Hair-brained at at worst, it's it's still an idea. Well, we we could have it do this and that, and well, how would you overcome those obstacles? And a lot of that's like, a lot of that process is related to how we do this podcast anyway. I mean, that's, we're just thinking of ideas to overcome challenges to make these things possible. Yeah. Or to conclude that they, it's not practical or wouldn't be possible. That's... I mean, that, I think that's part of what helps society along in the progress. Yeah, true. So we talked about uh, mechanical yeah. human augmentation and genetic human augmentation. Yeah. There's a third a third example from uh, literature, speaking of art. Oh, that I, let's hear it. I thought we were going to incorporate. Uh, have you read H.G. Wells' book? Which one? The Island of Dr. Moreau. No. Heard of it? I have. You know I've what heard it's of, about? No, I've heard of Dr. Moreau. That's, that's the furthest I'm going to get. In this discussion. Uh, Dr. Moreau, in the story, kicked out of England because okay. of his highly unethical practices. How very, experiments. How very Napoleon Bonaparte of them, or of him. He, so he was exiled to some island. Yeah. Again. And uh, where he commenced his experimentation. Or I continued, I guess. He'd already started. Yeah. And his experiments were solely focused on the hybridization of humans and animals. Hybridization. Hybridization. Interesting. Okay. So he would combine... And I can't, and the, the book is highly, uh, <laughs> I don't even know what a word to describe. Controversial? Maybe. It's just really, it's kind of a tough read because you're imagining like leopard man hybrid. Oh, I see. It's bizarre. And, but the way, you know, the technology that existed in H.G. Wells' day. Uh-huh. When, what was he writing? 1900s around there? Yeah, early early was on the, 20th well, I mean, like, didn't he per- personally produce War of the Worlds on the radio? Not on the radio. He, there's a book. I know there's a book. He wrote the book, but I thought he also personally produced the War of the Worlds. Orson Welles. Orson Welles. There you go. Different yes. Wells altogether. Ironically, same last name. Thank you. No relation, as far as I know. Who, who even knows? Anyway... Anyway, so he was writing at a time where this would have been preposterous at best anyway. I think so. But, you know, the technology that he had to do these hybridizations was primitive yeah. by our standards. Sure. So he was probably, you know, cutting, splicing, literally. Like, just, yeah, like yeah. A, a leopard's leg onto a human torso or something. Yeah. Really gross like that. Terrible. Yeah. But uh, that's an option too, right, for, for soldiers? I guess. We, would, we could use CRISPR now to do that. It'd just be a little bit different application. And instead of just yeah. removing the, the gene, the part of the gene that suppresses uh, traits that we already have. Yeah. And then, and therefore making just an optimal human being with our, our full gene complement. Yeah. We instead splice out a section of genome, splice in something from an animal that's desirable, like, like a, the ability a, a to bat. reglow, regrow a limb. Yeah. yeah or like a bat. A yeah. Sonar. Radar. Sonar. In, 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 you know, embedded sonar that bats yeah. have. Or, yeah. Uh, Night vision. Yeah. And there's a lot of other possibilities there. Like you said, the lizard tail. Glowing in. skin. No, that's skin. not useful. Is it not, not for a soldier? I would. Well, yeah, I don't do even. you have to like snap them in half and then shake them a little bit before they yeah. work? <laughs> just like the jellyfish. Yeah, right. Obviously. Oh yeah, stinging tentacles. Oh, that's, that's awesome. That's definitely a weapon. 
with the weapon. Skunk um, spray? I mean, we can go on and on. Oh, yeah. I mean, imagine like the possibilities. The possibilities are endless. Well, I mean, uh, but other than exoskeletons and uh, gene splicing in humans and mm. even hybridizing animals, is there a fourth option for a super soldier? Is there? I think there is. Oh, so do, do you. Do I? Yes. A drone or a robot army. Oh, obviously. So if, you, obviously. Uh, if you've seen Iron Man 3... Or Iron Man 2, for that matter. That, that is definitely an underlying storyline. Mm. But in Iron Man 3, Iron Man has created, or Tony Stark has created, his Mark 42, I think, yeah. suit. Right. This is the movie, obviously. Uh, probably happened in the comics like this, too. But anyway, he, all the previous suits are autonomous, so there's nobody in them. Somebody could get in them, because he's been in them before, well, obviously. They're not autonomous. But they are, yeah, autonomous. Autonomous is the act alone. Yes. The act alone? Somebody could get in it, but they don't have to be oh. in it for it to function. Okay. So he has, he has this military of androids, I suppose, at this point. Like, they're exoskeleton suits with nobody in them. Uh, the same way that, you know, planes can fly themselves even though there's somebody sitting in the seat. Somebody doesn't have to be sitting in the seat. Uh-huh. But, I mean, like, we're already well on our way to this kind of a thing. Like, yeah. I, I mean, pla- the, like, like I was just saying, the planes fly themselves. Like, we obviously, drones are a very big hot topic right now right. in the public and private and military sectors. It's, I mean, like, there are, there are whole deployments of drones drones in warfare right now that's right. not to drop bombs to uh, do reconnaissance they're they, i mean they're used for literally everything they possibly can be right it's as really it's not a far stretch to like eliminate f-18 pilots in right. the future as the distinct advantage of not sending you know quote our boys into you know uh, deliberately into uh, harm's yeah. way right or you know a, a 50 billion dollar jet yeah like these are relatively inexpensive. I yeah. mean they're they're maybe they're a million bucks a pop instead of 15 or you know whatever. Like they're they're cheaper and you can have more of them and you could store more of them and right. like you you noted you don't have to worry about putting deliberately putting people in harm's way. So I mean anything they can do, they have mm-hmm. them do. Like it I don't even think that we fly reconnaissance missions with people anymore. I think it is solely done by drones because yeah, why it's not? it's more cost effective to right. do it that way, less risky. Um but, I mean, wh- why not the same thing for a foot soldier? Yeah, I'm like, sure that's super we, attractive we can, to governments. Yeah, and, we can train things to shoot a target, a, right. a target we've selected. It's not, I mean, that's kind of how tanks work now anyway. Sure. Point them at something and tell it to shoot. Like, you can do that with a robot, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's not a far cry, that's for sure. So, that I mean, that's an obvious answer, but certainly our, our topic of conversation is about enhancing a human. But those are definitely alternatives to that. Yeah, I think when you talk super soldier, you got to cover all the bases. Yeah, a super soldier could be just yeah. a robot. They could be certain. pretty super. Mm-hmm. They could have a lot of these capabilities that we're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, you would want those kind of tributes in a robot as much as you'd want them in a, in a, in a person. So, Jesse... Yes, Will sir. this be possible? I don't see how it won't be possible. I think it's possible. I think now. it's possible too. We 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 covered even that. likely. No, it's definitely happening. We just I'm sure we don't know the extent that this has already happened. Yeah. Tests and stuff. So maybe let's ask: Should this be possible? Well, what do you think? Should what are your feelings about genetically modifying humans for um, war? Uh, the problem is, is that like advancements in technology for war tend to benefit the the private or the public sector a lot after the fact. Mm-hmm. Like uh, there's a podcast episode of um, I don't know if it was Freakonomics or if it was 99% Invisible but mm-hmm. one of them was talking about how uh, MREs the military ration what like the food rations oh yeah I think I heard this for the government the like freeze dried food type of thing yeah there. that's like that's what has made oh it was it was 99% Invisible it was about expiration dates it was maybe a month and a half ago if okay. I can remember to find the transcript or find the, the link I'll put it in here it's a great podcast I think so too that's but um, 
as long as anyway, you don't mind the ads. Yeah, right. Just don't listen to the last 10 minutes. But the uh, anyway, they were talking about expiration dates, and a lot of what has driven ex- food to not expire as much is research done for military rations. Right. And so it's it's hard for me to say that I don't want this to happen because I think advancements in, uh, like like I had suggested, cancer research. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, like, think about people with asthma, debilitating asthma. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's far less now, but yeah. why, what if we could just eliminate that altogether? I mean, I mean I'm sure we could slippery slope that argument into being like, well, we'll make our lungs breathe really, really efficiently, and then we can pollute the air all we want. We don't care. Like, you could really take these arguments to really dumb logical ends, but right. I really, I wish there was a way to get the money invested that is being invested in researching these things to be invested in things that actually help humanity instead of defend this country or offend another country, you know? Well, it's the free market. People pay for what they want. I know. It's just the government pays for defense. Yes, but That's it's what the governments money. do. That's my problem. Anyway... That that's so. Should it be possible? I unfortunately, I think that the, the the benefits outweigh the risk. So yes, I think it should be possible. I think there's some serious ethical concerns that we should think about before we go diving headfirst. I mean, because like, where does it stop? I mean, you mentioned the pollution thing. Yeah. So what's to make us? I don't know. Maybe down the road we find a modification that that lets us, you know, breathe carbon dioxide or lets everybody breathe carbon dioxide. Yeah. Plants, animals, everything. Yeah. Like that's that's what I mean. Is like, what's our benefit? What is our motivation to protect the planet from us polluting mm-hmm. it if we don't need to worry about it. But that's it. just one example. I mean, there's, uh, you could, I mean, if you end up with specific people modified to fight, right? specific people who can't smell modified to take out your trash, yeah. take out your garbage, or, you know, uh, like... You could purpose build a human extra, for a job. Extra tall people for construction, super strong. Sure. Hey, you're absolutely right. I mean, like, and those things aren't necessarily not beneficial to humanity. Mm-hmm. Those are very, to me, innocuous solutions to problems. Right. Like, people still do the smelly jobs even though they smell, so they could still continue to do them whether we modify it or not, but why wouldn't we want to make it more easy? Yeah, but then, so the, the risk, I think, is you make everybody different. Like, you're specialized. All you can do well who's to say we're not now no it's just your training though you're not your body isn't genetically well, different what if there's a way to rework the genes after the fact to put you back to normal quote unquote like daily no not daily but after like, a soldier i can see after your tour is done you right or like what about when their their service is done after you know four to whatever years yeah. or whatever i mean even still like yeah who knows i don't know i haven't seen any research on uh, putting Un- back undoing it yeah. yeah well so i i i completely agree there are some ethical problems with this i'm not disputing mm-hmm. that i'm just saying that i think that the technological advancements and the health benefits might outweigh yeah i'm sure health, it's an unpopular opinion health benefits for sure is the most altruistic use for this but i mean there's it's well, like anything though yeah it's wrong in the wrong hands in the hands of a Hitler. Right. We didn't really like tie that string together. Is that really the purpose? The purpose of this discussion, us having this discussion, is that this would be a very ideal way for a dictator or uh, some malfeasant president or whatever mm-hmm. to cause trouble for other countries. Yeah. And you a, hit- have the a Hitler type soldiers. Yeah. Hitler type might not mind taking a segment of his population and saying, "Guess what? You're all fighting machines." Right. Take this injection or uh, death and then go fight my battles so that, right. you know, the part of the population I care about can live free and happy. Well, and I mean, lives. who's to say that, A, who's to say he wasn't trying? There's so many yeah, like, science sure fiction movies about Hitler's. Well, I mean, he did. He was doing scientific experimentation on, Absolutely. on people. Yeah, yeah. We just don't know what and we don't know to what end, but uh, ugh, whatever. I yeah. mean, it's it's kind of scary when you think about it in that, I think so. in that light. So I think just moving forward, we just need to be real careful. 
I agreed. Especially and there with the certainly be some oversight, but the mechanical advancements are probably, I mean, mostly in their place, and yeah. will have their their part. But agreed. And the gene stuff is like, meh. It's a it's a really delicate. Certainly, tool. certainly delicate. So, uh, next episode's the preview for April. That's right. April could be fun. Yeah, I think so. What it, what it, what's the topic? What is the topic of the month? Do, yeah, do we know? I think uh, I think Batman's in the, the first one. We'll be oh, hearing. Batman! Batman will be fun. That will be a, that'll gonna, be a fun episode. We'll have a, a resident Batman expert. Yes, yes, our favorite Batman expert thus yeah. far. I'm sure there are a lot of you out there, but this is this is the person that we wanted to employ their knowledge of Batman. So, what else do we have in April? Um, it looks like we're talking about electromagnetic pulse. Oh yeah, as it, a as a weapon or just as a. Um, I think I think the idea. The I'm not sure thing. who entered in the list, but really what I think of is the the modern Ocean's Eleven movie. Okay. Their idea to kill the power in all of Las Vegas, Nevada, is to fire off an EMP the size of a a Ford E250 van. Pretty interesting. So is that possible? Like, I mean, it's definitely movie magic in the case of what they did, but yeah. is it possible? TV show Revolution had a, you know, the EMP, too. Oh. Send everybody back to 1850. That's basically as far as technology goes. Yeah, I guess so. Well, and that's the thing is what effect would it have? Anyway, yeah. that's kind of the gist of that. And then uh, Bigfoot. Bigfoot, that'll be fun. Yeah, I think so. I think it's pure fancy. Yeah, I think that's what the, the month entails. That's cool. Some pure fancy. I can dig it. Yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely what we're covering uh, next month, but you'll hear most of it in the preview episode. Yeah. So we will uh, we'll talk to you guys then. Are we doing a preview? April will be a review. Oh, April would be a review. So you won't hear the preview episode. The next episode yeah, we're gonna is Batman. Try, we're going to try the review. Do a, so the first, I guess, first four, first three weeks of April will be the content episodes. Yeah. And then yeah. we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up and tie it into your comments and thoughts and uh, other things that we find since, you know, and we'll try it out and give it a try. See if preview or review works better and go from there. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, talk to you guys next time. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. Visit ImpossibleThingsPodcast.com to interact with the guys on Twitter, Facebook, and email. Questions, topic suggestions, corrections, and rants are always welcome. Also, find more episodes and see sources referenced in today's discussion. ImpossibleThingsPodcast.com for all things impossible. Impossible.